police in the morning. Dr. Winifred Walker and Nobel Prize winner Dr. Stein believe they can restore dismembered Vietnam vet Eddie Turner to the man he once was. But the results turn monstrous, and the Blackenstein monster goes on a rampage of murder and disemboweling, unaffected by fists, bullets, and blunt objects. Who or what can stop this menace? And will Dr. Stein have to return his Nobel Prize? Director, director William Levy and writer Frank Salatri rushed out this cinematic gen at the behest of legendary camp filmmaker Samuel Z. Arkoff, who wanted to capitalize on the success of the Blackula films. Using the lab sets from the original Frankenstein and a group of amateur and veteran actors, including sleaze cinema queen Liz Rene, 1940s leading lady Andrea King, and singer Cardella DeMilo, Blackenstein is a glorious mishmash of the good, the bad, and the hopelessly miscast. Don't watch it on a full stomach. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. As it is the month of February, we are continuing our exploration of Black Exploitation Month with uh, the 1973 classic Blackenstein. Yeah. As the tagline says, to stop this mother takes one bad brother. Sheet, man. We're going to see if this holds true, but first we're going to dive into this with our technical difficulties top and bottom three. Go ahead, Paul. I don't even fucking care where we start. All right, let's start. You know, we haven't started with the bottom for a while, so let's let's do that. All right, for number three, all of Blackenstein's kills are off screen. That was really lame. I know it was a low budget film, but seriously, there's no excuse for that. Number two, the sound quality of this film was some of the worst I've ever heard. It was hard to hear most of the dialogue, and it was really annoying to hear. And number one, this movie is so drawn out and not really much happens. The majority of it is just Blackenstein either standing around or walking very slowly or the characters moving from one room to another. There was barely even, this is barely even a movie. It was just shit happening. Wait, that was all three already? Yes, it was. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, for me, number three, the second half of this film has very, very little to no dialogue. Um, once uh, the one character becomes Blackenstein and is reanimated from the dead or recuperator, whatever the fuck he is, like, he just kind of, like, staggers around, growls, and, like, there's one random scene of some guy doing, like, stand-up comedy, and that's, like, all the dialogue. Number two. For being a black exploitation film, you know, a film which revolves around the fact that it has black actors and actresses um, to draw in a black demographic to see the film, there is a surprising number of white actors and actresses in the film, including the main doctor who revives the monster and is the Stein doctor in this film. Uh, again, in a black exploitation film, you're expecting most, if not all, of the characters to be black, and it really wasn't, which was surprising and disappointing at the same time. None of the comedy was really what you'd think of when you think of a black exploitation film. 
it was just kind of well, there really wasn't much comedy at all. Where most of the comedy in a typical black exploitation film is like ridiculous action. Yeah, this one was just kind of nothing. And number one, this movie moves way, way, way too slow for comfort. I mean, you know, most of the scenes are in the beginning are just people standing around talking and nothing coming of it. And then in the second half of the movie, it's just Blackenstein standing around doing nothing most of the time or walking very, very slowly. And it's just, it, it really just like fucks with the pacing so bad. Yeah, it's a test of endurance to get through this film. Oh, let's, let's, let's take it to the top. What are the best things about this movie, Paul? All right, this is hard to find because um, this, this movie was so forgettable that it was hard to find anything good. But, well, number three, there are two scenes with tits in it, which was double what I was expecting. So, hey, how about that? Number two, there is some cool funk music playing at the beginning of the movie and sporadically throughout the, throughout random times of the movie. Not as much as I had hoped, but, you know, it was cool, even if it was out of place with what was going on in the actual film. And there's a random scene that you mentioned a little bit earlier about, like, this random comedy show. It has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the film. But, you know, the comedian was actually pretty funny, and I think that was the only comedy in the film, and... It was, I mean, I had, a, I had a couple laughs. No, for me, number three was actually that random stand-up comedy scene. Uh, there was some joke about a dog and some other joke. Um, it was funny, but it was just very out of place for this film. And it really had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Maybe this film was just out of place for that scene. Number two, whenever you get to the end credits of the movie, instead of scrolling from the bottom of the screen to the top, they scroll from the top to the bottom. So you know what? Hooray for originality on that. I'm sure it's not original, but it's something I don't see very often. So I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. A unique artistic vision. And then number one, the DVD version of this film that we saw that I own by Xenon Pictures is just a shitty copy of an old degraded VHS copy. Like to the point where like sometimes you get like the old like fuzzy like your uh, your your VCR is trying to like auto track the film to like give you the best quality on it like at the same time it's like wow that's really shitty but it's just so fitting for this movie that i love it and i honestly like i still have some vhs's and i will watch some movies on vhs if i have them or i can find them and i just i love the look of vhs and this movie being on this dvd copy is like watching a vhs all the charms are shitty without taking up the space in your basement. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that's, that's the top three. Take what you will from it. But, uh, you know, I don't think we really mentioned the dialogue other than the second half of the movie movie just like doesn't have it. So let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth and, uh, you give us your take on it. So, uh, I think I'll go first here. Can I have some ice cream? My taxes, my friend's taxes are going to take care of you. Why the hell am I telling you? You look like a creep. You go to sleep now. We'll see you later. That was my middle finger. I've fallen in love with you. (laughs) 
And that ends this edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything to say about this movie, leave it in the comments below or on our uh, website, bmoviebros.com. Or if you want to say who won this edition of Quote Wars, if you can differentiate Paul and myself, you know, in our fucking voices on this thing. So, you know, we I think it's time for our final take already. Uh, our final take, remember, friends, is our score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Surprisingly, I gave it a 5 out of 10. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I wasn't quite as charitable as you were. So, uh, Blackenstein, this is a movie. Some shit happens now and then. Um, a man is resurrected and then rampages about the town, killing indiscriminately or, um, you know, some shit like that. I mean, basically, it, it is a, a, basically a remake of the 1931, you know, Frankenstein film, just with a, a black man in the title role of Blackenstein. I mean, it, it just remakes it in a very poor way. And um, it's nothing to do on the black exploitation aspect. It's just on the fact that it seems like they didn't know what they were doing with this movie. So um, it's something good to have on in the background, but not something to really pay attention to. Something easily forgettable, not so much so that like it's so horrible you remember it. So, you know, right down the middle, five out of ten. It's one of those movies where you hoped they would take some more um, creative liberties, but they didn't. Also, you know, spoiler alert. The tagline is to stop this mother takes one bad brother. And really, to stop this mother, took like two Doberman pinchers to rip his intestines out. I mean, they were some pretty bad, bad brothers. I mean, I don't know. But uh, take that as you will. Paul, what, you, you gave it like a fucking seven or something? Um, yeah, I gave it a seven. Blackenstein is just one of those movies where very little actually happens. Most of the scenes consist of the characters just walking around aimlessly or standing around looking stupid. Occasionally, Blackenstein would actually kill someone or something, but the kills were all off-screen. I was expecting this movie to be a comedy. I mean, it's called Blackenstein, for God's sakes. However, it played out like a poorly written soap opera with terrible acting and unnecessarily drawn-out and complicated conflicts. There wasn't a single joke throughout the, throughout the entire hour-and-a-half run of the film, um, with the exception of the um, comedy club scene. Overall, given the lack of plot, the terrible pacing, and everything else wrong with it, Blackenstein is not a very fun experience. I actually had high hopes for this one, but unfortunately, this experiment was a complete failure. It's funny because, you know, I really debated between getting Blackenstein and Blackula, and I got Blackenstein based on the fact that it was the harder one to find, um, based on the local used uh, movie chain that we have around here. Um, in their entire, like, I think they have like 30-something stores, and only one store in the entire franchise had Blackenstein, but there were like four or five stores that had Blackula. So I was like, oh, Blackenstein, you know, it's harder to find. We might as well do it. And uh, that was a mistake. I, I guess so. I would like to see Blackula, though, because oh, yeah. they made Blackenstein off of the you know heels of Blackula. But anyway, enough about this shit. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every a a B movie that we review an A movie companion and tell you why these are the movie, the same movie, just of different standards and caliber.
I gave my A-movie companion to the 1994 film Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I picked Young Frankenstein from 1974. So both Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Blackenstein are films based off of the book Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. And both movies you go into the film expecting some kind of stereotype based on the mobster. Monster. In Blackenstein, you go on the fact that it's a black exploitation film, so you're going to see black stereotypes with the monster. In Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, you go into the film expecting some kind of Italian mafia stereotype because Frankenstein's monster in that film is played by Robert De Niro, who most famously plays Italian mobsters. And that's why Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Blackenstein are the same film. Or crazy taxi drivers, but, you know, may as well be the same thing. All right, I picked Young Frankenstein because both movies are parodies of the classic book-slash-movie Frankenstein. Both movies are about an experiment gone horribly wrong, and the limbs and organs that were transferred in to, the, to the recipient in both films receive new body parts that help them in some kind of romantic issue. In Black and Blackenstein, the character Ed, who becomes Blackenstein, was a, gained new body parts, which helped him to live a normal life and helped him with his love life with his love interest, whose name I can't even remember. And in Young Frankenstein, the um, Frankenstein gets a um, bit of a um, bit of an upgrade in the uh, romantic area. If, if you know what I mean. So there you have it. If you want to watch an A-movie version of Blackenstein, check out uh, Young Frankenstein or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. But, you know, if you want to forget this film, let's tell you right now how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. So I'll give some drinking games for this film, and so shall Paul. Number one, every time a new white person is on screen, take a drink. Number two, every time something sciencey is said, take a drink. Number three, every time the doctor visits a patient, take a drink. Number four, whenever there's like a legitimate joke, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Black Exploitation Month, every time you hear soul or funk music begin, take a drink. Every time you see a close up of a syringe, take a drink. Every time the doctor says DNA, RNA, or formula, take a drink. Every time someone dies off screen, take a drink. And every time Blackenstein moans, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can t- leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including inter- reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Now, I have to give an honorable mention here to the uh, the DVD box art for this film is amazing. It's so busy, but yet tells a complete story at the same time of, like, man gets resurrected, crazy doctor, townsfolk being tormented, and dogs killing the monster. Like, it's everything in this film condensed into one, like, 
everything, small package. It's like everything you wanted the film to be, but it ended up not really being. And why the fu- and on the cover? Why why is Blackenstein blue? It, it just reminds me of like um, what was Doug's friend and Doug? A Skeeter, Skeeter, yeah. Skeeter Valentine. Yep, Skeeter Valentine. It's like if he became a uh, Frankenstein. So it'd actually make a much better movie than Blackenstein ended up being. So, uh, you know, we've come to the end of week three of Black Exploitation Month. I think we should outrank these films we've seen so far. Um, I've actually changed my ranking a little bit. So uh, at number three is uh, Blackenstein. Even though it has the highest, the best score on the shot scale, it's the most boring and the most forgettable of the films that we've watched. Um, number two, the final come down, Billy D. Williams. It has a message that it's trying to convey on the audience, but it just kind of, like, fails in the execution of it. Number one, Black Shampoo. It's, it's got the best title. I'm not going to lie. Like, the title, Black Shampoo, just, it, it's just so awesome that it just, that just takes it above everything else at this point in the month. Yeah, my ranking is actually the same. For number three, I picked Blackenstein. I really thought I was going to like this movie a lot. I mean, it's called Blackenstein. Like, how could it go wrong? But yeah, we found out how it could go wrong. So, yeah. Are you really still asking how movies can go wrong based on their titles? Yeah. We've watched Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, Paul. Yeah, it's amazing. How can you still question titles in how movies go wrong? You know, I still hold out hope. You know, some of us are dreamers. So, you know. Number two, the final countdown. Uh, the final come The down. final come down. Yeah, this, this, this is not a song, the Paul. final Anyways. So, yeah. It tried to be serious. I couldn't take it serious. And, you know, Billy D did not have his mustache, and I was disappointed by that. I mean, oh, I forgot about the fucking no mustache. Yeah, like, what? That's goddamn creepy. That's what it is. It's creepy. I just assumed he was born with it. And, like, on the back of the DVD, it's got a picture of Lando Calrissian, like, basically to try to get people to buy the DVD. And, nope, that wasn't there. And um, it, it's like seeing Mr. T without his chains. It's just like, what, yeah. what went wrong here? Exactly. What, what, what universe is this? Like, it's Billy living- D must have lost a fight with a lawnmower before going on set for the final come down to not have a mustache. That's what happens in the Bearstein, Bearstein universe. The Bearsteins? Bearsteins? Like Bearsteins? What are they? The Who Fra- are they? Frankenstein. <laughs> and number one, I picked Black Shampoo. Because it was the closest thing to a black exploitation film that we've actually watched. And it was not great, but, you know, it had some entertaining moments, so I'll give it that. So, next week, if you want to join us, we'll, uh, we'll finish out Black Exploitation Month with uh, a very famous black exploitation flick called Dolomite. Hell yeah. So, you know what, Paul? Let's go fuck up some motherfuckers and uh, be just like Dolomite. And until next time, friends, be brave. Be alive. Be back for next week. Get over there. Oh, see you, bro. Yeah.